Sage Wilson knows that, yes, I'm the two-time defensive player of the year, but I was also supposed to be the two-time WNBA MVP. She knows it. Everyone on her team knows it. A lot of people in, you know, watching knew it. And so when she goes up, matching up, I've got the ball against Brianna Stewart at the top of the key. I'm going to show you why I should be the MVP. And I think that's the type of self-motivation that she's going to need to just get ready for the game. I, I know that the Aces are the ones that have the trophy right now. They have the title of WNBA champions. And when I talk to my co-host, Cheryl Swoops, she's saying, you have to come and take it. If you're talking to the Liberty, you have to say, we have this title right now. And she had the MVP title until Brianna Stewart took it from her. So I think Asia is wanting to, to plant and say, no, you're not getting through me. I deserve that MVP award. And if not, I'm going to get this finals MVP award and another championship ring. <laughs> Hey guys, Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark WNBA Edition. Playoffs are flying by. It feels like they just started, but now we are days away from the five-game final series. And we got what we were looking for, a super team final, the New York Liberty and the Las Vegas Aces. So the Liberty knocked out the Connecticut Sun in four games on Sunday. It was a very physical and intense series that definitely made the Liberty put their best game forward. But they did what they had to do. They dropped the first game and then won three straight in two of them on the road, which is pretty impressive. Meanwhile, the Aces swept the Dallas Wings. The third and final game came down to the wire, but the Aces sealed the deal with a three-point victory. I think it's an interesting to note here. The Aces have not dropped a single game in the postseason. So now the two super teams will face off. The Aces are looking to defend their championship title and become the first team since 2002 to win back-to-back -back titles. The New York Liberty, on the other hand, they are looking for their first ever franchise title. They are the only OG league franchise that does not have a title yet. So that would be exciting on so many levels for them. There is so much here to talk about and no one better to do it than Jordan Liggins Robinson. She hosts the Queen of the Court podcast with basketball legend Cheryl Swoops. She is also a host and analyst for the Women's Sports Network and Pac-12 Network. She is so tapped into women's hoops and to the game, to the league. I am so excited to get just a little bit of her time to talk about all of this. So we first talk about semifinal reactions. We talk about finals predictions. Both of these teams have had incredible seasons. So we talk about what has to go right for them to find success, non-negotiables. We talk about the coaches. We have Becky Hammond and Sandy Brondello, both of them very accomplished in the sport. We also talk about Aaliyah Boston earning Rookie of the Year honor and the exciting growth and future of this league. This year, we saw so much growth in the league. We saw so much hype. We saw so much mainstream media attention, but we also saw the level on the court grow. 
We saw more 40-point games than we've ever seen before. It was the closest MVP battle we've had in a while. There are just so many things to celebrate in this league, and the future looks really bright, so we definitely talk about that. We cover it all, you guys, and dare I say, I am even more excited now for the finals than I was before, and I didn't think I could get more excited. So guys, let's not waste any time, and let's dive in with Jordan Liggins-Robinson. We are just days, Jordan, away from the finals, but we had a pretty heated semifinal mm-hmm. just this past weekend. How are you feeling right now watching the WNBA? Man, I'm feeling like this is the script. Like this is what we've been waiting for from the beginning of the season. Um, I feel excited. I feel giddy, especially that it's getting close to the finals. But the semifinals was as advertised, especially from the Connecticut Sun. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. I expected them to put up a fight. I didn't think I even expected them to win game one, but they came out swinging. Um, And that last game on Sunday, you know, just a couple turnovers, just a couple little tweaks, and we could be having a game five. But, you know, the Liberty did what they were supposed to do. They are the super team. They are supposed to be in the finals, and they're supposed to be playing the aces, and that's what gets me excited. So this whole super team conversation earlier in the season, there was a lot of of support of it and a lot of criticism so Mm -hmm. have you been a super a super team fan I guess from the beginning I am because this is exactly what the league needs right now I've been saying this from the beginning in the sense that super teams are good sometimes and I think the WNBA is at this crux where a super team battle and and starting to get more historic battles I think this is the first of many finals that we are going to see as long as these teams stay intact as is the Aces versus the Liberty, Asia Wilson versus Brianna Stewart, who's going to guard Sabrina Inescu, is Jackie Young going to go off? Like, those are the storylines that we need in this league, and the super team does that. Now, I will say, throughout the regular season, when they have faced off, it's been a roller coaster of emotions, some blowouts, some close games. I'm like, I, I feel like Asia and Brianna Stewart have been canceling each other out. Mm-hmm. I want 40 pieces from each of them as they're <laughs> playing each other. That's what I feel like we deserve. But it's been an up and down, but still people are talking about it. You get that on mainstream media whenever the Aces and the Liberty play. So now we can throw away the regular season matchups. It's the finals. We're going to see the best of the best when the two best teams in the league. I do. I I agree with you. I think that it lowers the bar for entry for, for fans, right? Yes. Like they have known, they've heard about the Liberty and the Aces since May, since April, since whenever, right? And then just to your point, this is the most watched regular season in 21 years. Mm-hmm. And it's also up, tw- viewership is up 21% from last year. So people paid attention. People are paying attention. We are at this kind of pivotal moment for the league. So like you said, regular season matchups between the aces and the Liberty. My you goodness. can't even look at it and, and make any type of prediction <laughs> based on at that. All. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the Asia Wilson, Brianna Stewart, especially with the MVP, because we saw, I think that was like a little bit of a fire for both AT and Stewie in the semifinals. Um, mm-hmm. So does that, does Stewie getting MVP light a fire for Asia? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's just another storyline that we get the luxury of following in and having our popcorn ready for because Asia Wilson knows that yes, I'm the two-time defensive player of the year, but I was also supposed to be the two-time WNBA MVP. She knows it. Everyone on her team knows it. A lot of people in, you know, watching knew it. And so when she goes up, matching up, I've got the ball against Brianna Stewart at the top of the key. I'm going to show you why I should be the MVP. And I think that's the type of self-motivation that she's going to need to just get ready for the game. I, I know that the aces are the ones that have the trophy right now. They have the title of WNBA champions. And when I talk to my co-host Cheryl swoops, she's saying you have to come and take it. If you're talking to the Liberty, you have to say, we have this title right now. And she had the MVP title until Brianna Stewart took it from her. So I think Asia is wanting to, to plant and say, no, you're not getting through me. I deserve that MVP award. And if not, I'm going to get this finals MVP award and another championship ring. <laughs> She's just looking to add them all. She's like, I yeah. haven't had enough. <laughs> I know, like Thanos, like, let's go. <laughs> so the other thing I think that's so interesting about the Aces, not much changed for them in the offseason other than getting Candace Parker. And Candace is, mm. is obviously out indefinitely with injury. So, so we're looking at a lot of people with experience together on the court. Yes. Uh, yes. New York is bringing experience, but not together. Mm -hmm. So, so where, what do you think New York is going to have to do well to really compete with the aces on this, on this stage? Well, it's interesting because I think the, the thing that's surprised me the most about the Liberty is how well they have connected and grown together as a team from game one to now. Like I was the first person in line for the train saying, this is going to take years. Mm -hmm. They need to build that chemistry. They're not going to get it right away. And then I'm like scratching my head, like, okay, they're in the finals. Like this took no time at all, actually. Well, like so many people were thinking that you weren't the only so one. Many. So many. And when JJ wasn't, wasn't hitting the ground mm -hmm. running like everyone else, I think it was like, oh, maybe we're right. And then yes. after all, -Star all -Star break, break, it was like, okay, she woke up. She, she heard us all. And, yeah. and it, it started to immediately follow. And, and I think that's what it's going to take. It's going to take all of them coming together saying, we want to be a part of the first championship mm -hmm. in New York Liberty history. Like every single one of us here, this has been a special season. We won the commissioner's cup. We have, we had a winning season. Everybody has had historical years, like let's make history. And they're going to be able to use their experience from not only the current MVP, but a former MVP in John Quo Jones and, and so many other players who have won awards. You have someone like Benajah Laney who is playing out of her, her mind. She is the X factor for me in this series. If she plays well, New York Liberty is going to win. I think another thing that is key is New York Liberty has the bench. You know, the, the Achilles heel for the aces is they're not too deep. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say they don't need to be because they have Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, and this all-star starting lineup. But when Asia Wilson sits for even just a few minutes at a time, 
teams go on a run and, and mm-hmm. Dallas was even able to do that. So when you have the Liberty coming in, that's going to build, a, dig an even deeper hole because of the stars that they have. So you have a Marine Johannes, a Kayla Thornton, a Stephanie Dolson, all these players coming off the bench for New York. And that might be the key. It might not even be the, the superstars on the super mm-hmm. team. It's going to be those others seeing what they can do to provide for the New York Liberty. We know that the aces, the thing that they've had to focus on all season has been their defense and it, making it consistent because when their defense is, when they're locked in and it's, it's good, they're unstoppable. JJ, mm-hmm. she, I, I don't know what it is. Like I said, she kind of started slow in the season. All-star break happened. She came back and she's locked in and then playoff JJ is something I, I don't even know. It's a different human. <laughs> so it really did, is. It's wild. So who who's going to take that responsibility on with the Aces? Oh, yeah. You know, that's where uh, Akia Stokes come in. And, mm-hmm. and you say, you know, you maybe aren't contributing a lot on the offensive end, but we need you to commit a hundred thousand percent on the defensive end. Like this is your role now mm-hmm. on this team because you have Asia Wilson there. You have the other four players in the starting five. You have Alicia Clark coming off the bench for the aces to score. But Kia Stokes, your job is to stop or limit JJ. And it's not only the scoring that John Quill Jones has been so great at, it's the rebounding. She has mm-hmm. been doing double doubles in so many games and just being effective on getting the Liberty second chance opportunities. So even if you tell Kia Stokes, limit those second opportunities, make her just shoot one time in a possession, that's a win. If you're the Las Vegas Aces. So to me, I'm pointing to Kia Stokes. I don't even want Asia Wilson to really come double because I don't want her to get in foul trouble. The refs have been under a microscope. So I don't want Asia to to get those ticky tack fouls by coming over to help. I think you, you make JJ get in the post and try to dribble. And then that's when Jackie Young and Kelsey Plum can and stick their little hands in there and try to steal the ball away from the bigs. So <laughs> to me, that's Kia Stokes job. You're telling her, get your mind right. Have JJ on your fridge, have a picture of her on your mirror. Like she's everywhere that you are. <laughs> Don't lose sight of her. <laughs> and I think that's where the sun got in some trouble, right? Is that JJ was everywhere and mm-hmm. they tried to, to to double and then it didn't work then they just they there was free layups left and right it felt when you know when you try to double jj so um i think that's going to be something really interesting now we got to talk the coaches sandy and becky here Mm -hmm. i mean you're not putting two people who who lack any type of experience when it comes (laughs) right especially when we're talking guard play Mm -hmm. and that's like we're saying you know those are the matchups that are, that can cancel each other out. So, so where do you think, who, do you think that someone has more of an advantage or a competitive edge when it comes to coaching the guards? Oh, I don't know if there is a advantage per se. I think it is experience that Sandy Brondello does have just having one more, you know, championship over Becky Hammond. Um, But they both have been there before. And, And I think it's, 
it's going to be even sweeter for Becky Hammond because, like I said, you know, the New York Liberty, the last time that they were in the finals was 2002 when Becky Hammond was in a New York Liberty jersey. So I think she's like, I want to, you know, just a little extra on it. I want to <laughs> beat this Liberty team that I had played for and, and, you know, just the history that goes along with it. But I think that's a, an element that gets me super excited about this. This isn't a new time coach, you know, uncharted waters. These are two veteran coaches that know what to do. Sandy Brondello has really been proven to make these game to game changes, mm -hmm. especially with the defense. You know, they went zone against Connecticut. They were doing a triangle defense against Connecticut that just really disrupted their offense. They didn't really know what to do. So Sandy is really good at that. Then you have someone like Becky Hammond who just has the trust of someone like Chelsea Gray to say, hey, we have a game plan, but I also trust you guys fully to go out and execute and play hard. They want to win for their head coach. Mm -hmm. And that desire has kind of been built over a few years where Sandy Brondello is, it may still have some players trying to buy into her idea um, under this new form team. But the experience from both of these coaches and just the the buy-in from both teams is so much fun to watch. That's it gets me so excited. I I couldn't agree more. And I love, I just love the buy-in of the fans for both of these oh, teams yeah. too. I mean, we talk about the players, we talk about the coaching staff, but the fans, I mean, Barclays selling out mm -hmm. regular season, crazy. And then you have the aces. They're, they have the biggest fan growth in the past year. Which team do you think will have more of a struggle playing away? I think the Aces will have more of a struggle of okay. playing away. That That's kind of what we've seen in the regular season as well. They just got a little rattled, which is expected when you see a Barclays roaring like it is. But, you know, I, I'm going to be in Vegas for game two. I just so happen I'm going to be there. I had the tickets up. And then they sold out before the game even ended. So now I had to get a media pass, but I'm like, I'm going to be at that game some way <laughs> or another. But that is, it is so important to hold home court, especially in the finals, especially in any series. But with these two fan bases, you have to make sure to win at home because to try to steal one on the road is going to be so, so tough. Predictions. Do you have a, a series prediction winner and game split. Oh, I hope we get five games just because that's what we deserve. We just, des we just deserve five games. They wrote it from series. us from the beginning. Someone wrote in five games. It's yes. There. Just keep going. It has to be five games, which means it comes back to Las Vegas. They have a chance to win it at home. They do. I think they are the first team to go back to back um, since 2001, 2002 LA Sparks, but it's not, I am hoping again, this is me just manifesting. It's not up and down lopsided. It is close games. Both of these teams have played each other so much. It's technically tied in the regular season, but if you throw in that commissioner cup game, the Liberty have the advantage, but the aces, I feel like they have just taken it out on every other team, how angry they are that the Liberty has beat them multiple times. And so it's now time to like put up or shut up. Like it's time now that you guys got to prove that you are the better team. 
And I think that they can do that and they go back to back. That's my prediction. And I'm, I'm shakily sticking to it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you, I think you have great points there. And I, I'm curious also, and this would kind of be in support of your theory here, Jordan, but I do think that the aces have had an easier play postseason Mm-hmm. And the Liberty. And so where does exhaustion come in? Where does fatigue? It's the longest regular season. And then the Liberty has had to play their hearts out, even against the Mystics. I mean, the Mystics were, they're not a seventh place team. They're just simply not. Mm, not at all. So, and yeah. then I'm not saying the Aces have had it easy because they've had to, they've had to work but they've had more time to rest. So does that play, does that play into this? No, you know, I actually didn't think about the aces resting. I have thought about it of just the minutes that the starting five for the aces have had to play all season long, Mm -hmm. like the the accumulation of all of their minutes because they don't have a deep bench. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I've been like, oh, are the aces going to be tired when it comes game five Mm -hmm. and all of their stars have not had a minute's rest because they can't. Whereas the Liberty have had some blowout games. They've been able to rest their stars and they've still been able to win those games. Mm -hmm. But I, I guess I didn't think of it this way. You know, the Aces haven't dropped a game in the postseason. The Liberty have had to fight for their lives. I think they wanted to see anybody but the Mystics in that first round of the playoffs, especially after them? the last regular season game. Like, no, no, no. So they were not super excited about that. But I think it they've grown through both of those series. And even in those close games, that's experience that you can take to the finals, especially if you're a new team and you don't have a lot of those close games. You don't have years of of close games to fall back on. The aces have kind of strolled through a little bit where they haven't had to be in those kind of last second situations Mm -hmm. for a while. So when you think of it like that, maybe the Liberty have a slight advantage because of those close games or even just taking a loss and being able to bounce back from it. The aces haven't had to do that. Yeah. And the Liberty have had to do that. I mean, I just think game one, I wasn't expecting Connecticut. I was expecting it to be a good series. I was not expecting Connecticut to take game one in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I just, that was and that, so that hits, that hits though. That like, that takes yeah. something on the Liberty to be like, oh, that was our home core. It was game. Like, this isn't, we're not supposed to, this wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. And to win three straight after that, like it's hard to win three straight. I think mm-hmm. even if you just have to go three and oh, the aces did that over Dallas, but that was like, okay, you were supposed to do this. Mm-hmm. I think it was, we took one on the chin and then we won three straight. It is tough. I think that was really um, impressive to me that they did that. And I think they kept their composure the whole time too. You never saw mm-hmm. a panic in the Liberty uh, not that, you know, they were the, you know, the sun were kind of, this is it for us, but, um, you never, they, they kept composure the whole time, which is not easy to do get, again on the road. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so we're taking the aces in five. That's, yeah, we are, <laughs> uh, MVP of the series predictions. MVP of the series, man, it's so hard to go against Chelsea Gray finals Chelsea Gray but again I feel like I I hinted at it earlier I think Asia is taking this personal she's saying 
I am the face of this league. I need to dominate as such, which I feel like she has done all season long. And she is going, I, I think the only thing that's holding her back is that she hasn't dominated against the second best team in the league in the regular season. So mm -hmm. now is her chance to say, I am the best of the best. Now let me prove it on a nightly basis. Like I want her to do work every single night and be consistent in that it's going to take a lot of effort and a lot of energy but I think she wants that crown of finals MVP I think that's the only award she doesn't have if we go down the list I mean rookie of the year MVP defensive player of the year like she has everything else adding a finals MVP on this year the year that she scored 53 points tied a record for the WNBA single game scoring record like I I just see it. I, I think we have to crown her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll stand by that. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. As we wrap up here, uh, reactions to Aaliyah Boston. Um, Yay! It's first first pick, and then mm -hmm. gets rookie of the year uh, with the Indiana Indiana Fever. Thoughts on that? I'm so happy for Aaliyah Boston. It's not only the player that she is, and speaking of dominant, just really from the jump showing us that it doesn't matter if it's college girls or grown woman she is going to do work in the paint and grab those boards and her tenacity but the type of human being that she is she is just the nicest person and I'm so happy that this award was given to her I'm so excited for her career especially with the Indiana Fever they, they finished towards the bottom, but it was a lot better than last year and a lot better than two years ago. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot to be excited about. And I couldn't pick a better anchor player than Aaliyah Boston to build this franchise around. I hope that they do that. She deserves rookie of the year. She made a difference in attendance for Indiana Fever in viewership and wins and mm -hmm. rebounding. Like so many categories, she has improved a franchise, not only the league and not only herself. So she deserves it. And I couldn't be happier. What I love. I think she, like you said, she's like great human being. She like simply loves basketball too, yeah, which is like, does. it's this like giddy love she's for so it. Cute. Yeah. But she's I adorable. also think that she, the way that she plays demands her teammates to step up, mm -hmm. uh, which as a rookie is not easy to do. Yes. Uh, yes especially coming into a franchise like Indiana where their track record in the past few years has not been exactly maybe what you want as the, to be stepping into. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and we, we like, she played high school here in Massachusetts. So we, oh, we nice. like to, we like to claim her on that. It was Worcester, <laughs> a little far away, but <laughs> no, she's great. And, and I think for the fever, you can tell that some of the players who have been there through those struggling years that they were, you know, a lot of discourse around, were they giving her the ball enough? Were they icing her out? Were they trying to go one-on-one? -on -one? And to me, it was just inexperience. Like Nalissa Smith is like, I'm used to being the only person that can score or do a lot. So I'm just going to take it to the, to the rack. So that experience, especially coming next year, more reps in the offseason, more looking at game film, they're going to be okay. And if they get one vet on the fever, man, we better watch out because they're going <laughs> to be good. They're going to be really good. 
What do you what do you think of the league, the level of the league generally this year? Do you think that it took a step up talent wise this year? I do. I do. I think, you know, even though the win losses maybe were a little more lopsided than years before, because I, I was a big proponent a couple years ago it was a lot of parody. Everyone mm -hmm. was kind of neck and neck. It was very even, but it this is the era of the super team. So it was a little more lopsided this year, but the talent night in and night out, that's what gets me excited. That's what gets me excited when we watch college basketball and the ones that are coming in, like it's only going to get better from <laughs> here. When we think about the 40 point games this season, that it was more than every year of the WNBA combined. And just this season, like, that is when I'm on the mountaintop yelling, everybody watch the WNBA. These are <laughs> hoopers. Like, I don't feel like I have to yell as loud because the product on the floor and the numbers and viewership and the players are doing that for themselves. They're so, so good. And I think the most exciting part is seeing the college players say, okay, I want to be a part of that, or I can hoop with that, or you got 40, I want to come in and drop 42. That's the competition and the leveling up that we need. That's what gets me so fired up. Absolutely. So who are you most excited to see join the league next year? Oh, well, it depends because everyone has their COVID year. So I don't know if people are going to come in next year or if it's going to be the year after, mm -hmm. but you know, I've been saying that uh, we're, we're talking about the league expansion, right? And, and before we talk about, adding a new city we need to add a few roster spots so that more players can come onto the league but if we do add a new city having Caitlin Clark come and start a franchise in the WNBA mm -hmm. would be chef's kiss like that would just be perfect because you're going to bring all these Iowa fans to whatever city that Caitlin Clark is the now the face this franchise player of this new franchise give mm -hmm. it you know give it her own because she is that big of a personality of a player to do so mm -hmm. and that would just be so exciting and so much growth for the league and now everybody's trying to compete with her and the city and all these new fans so that would be great. I also think Cameron Brink out of Stanford would be so much fun to watch and grow and develop, um, especially as the WNBA continues to be very post heavy and a lot of great posts still coming through the, the league. So I think she would fit right in there as well. I love it. I love it. This The great thing is that there is, there's multiple people. Like there's, mm -hmm. it's not just like, there's no, we can have a conversation about it. Like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> this is I awesome. Uh, well, we're excited for the finals. They kick off on Sunday. And so Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. And we'll be, we'll be circling back on the, the five game aces. <laughs> please do, please do make me re regret it. <laughs> <laughs>All right, guys, you heard Jordan. It's going to five games and the Las Vegas Aces are bringing it home for a second year in a row. They will be the first team since the Los Angeles Sparks in 2002. I just had so much fun chatting with Jordan. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you want to keep up with her, you can follow her on social at Jordan Liggins, L-I-G-O-N-S. You can also listen to her podcast, Queens of the Court with Cheryl Swoops. It is a great listen, so make sure you add that to your list. 
All right, guys, that does it for me today. Remember, the final start this Sunday. You can watch it on ESPN at 3 p.m. I'll catch you guys next time.